Susul. Welcome to Under the Plum Bomb, the podcast about all things related to the EA Maxis series of games called The Sims. We avoid the real world by talking about our made-up ones. My name is Melissa, and I'm here with co-hosts Roxy and Jean, and we'll be talking about uh, Sims 3 and 4 in this episode. Uh, in each episode coming up, we're going to have more of a focus on one topic in particular, and those will have to do with all aspects of the game building, gameplay, lore. Uh, We'll touch on mods and custom content, and we might even try some challenges, uh, which will either prove to be successful or very unsuccessful. It's a 50-50 shot. So like I said, in this episode, we're going to talk about Sims 3 and 4. Uh, Check out our first episode called Simulation Nation for a beautiful trip down Nostalgia Lane, uh, where our team... Cowplant discusses Sims 1 and 2. Great. Thanks, Melissa. Uh, I guess I'll start us off with some of the boring details about The Sims 4 and 3 um, when they were released and how how well they sold. So uh, The Sims 3 was released on June 2nd, 2009 for Windows and Mac. And then The Sims 4 was released on September 2nd, 2014 for Windows only. And the Mac version didn't come out until February of the next year. So I think that's pretty interesting and probably made some Mac users not so happy. <laughs> um, what did you guys get the games? Were you like right when it comes out or did you kind of hear about it after a while? Yeah, that's a good question. I got the Sims 3 for my daughter because she's a gamer. And uh, I thought, well, she'd like the Sims. So she was probably eight when we got that. It must not have been out that long, but Supernatural was already out. Oh, Supernatural. What about you, Jane? So I didn't get Sims 2 right away. I think I got Sims 2 because I heard about it through, I guess, someone I went to school with. I was pretty young when it came out. I think I was like eight or nine. But then by the time Sims 3 came out, I was, I don't know, 14, I think I was, 15 maybe. And I was like, I want this game right now. And I remember grabbing it the day I get it released. And I was like... (laughs) oh my god, I have to play this, and I just like binge played it all day, and it was great. So, yeah. Continued the trend with the newer games. Yeah, and then on, well, when Sims 4 came out, um, I don't remember, did Sims 4 come to Mac right away? No, or, it was like a few months later. Yeah, because at that time I had a Mac laptop, so I just Same. remember sitting there and waiting and thinking, okay, when is this going to be out for Mac? Do I need to get a Windows computer? Like, what's going on? Of course, I eventually did end up investing in a gaming PC anyway, but at the time I had a laptop, just a MacBook, and I was like, I'm never going to get to play this. And then it finally came out, and I was like, yay! So uh, I was a few months late to that party, but it's been fun ever since. Yeah, I think I was too. I think I had to wait because I had a a MacBook at the time, and now with my fancy schmancy gaming PC. I just run The Sims 4 and try to keep myself from adding more and more custom content to bog down the game. Exactly. (laughs) I'm in the same boat because it's like once you start adding CC, you can't stop. This is true. That's why I haven't started. (laughs) Which is wise. And we are going to have... 
So my daughter is, you know, an 11 year old. So you get kind of two perspectives. Um, she has gotten into CC. She's made a little bit, but hasn't been Ooh. approved yet. Wow. For the, I guess she got rejected because her, um, icon, like the little icon picture that she posted with it was mm-hmm. quote too colorful. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so we're still working on getting that live wow. so we can that share sucks. it. But like she did it all herself. I didn't um, any custom content. <laughs> that is Sorry. so cool. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but I just thought of something. Uh, one place you can upload it without having to have approval is you can get a Sim file share account and upload it there. I think Sims Resource, as far as I know, is the only place that requires approval before you can actually post something. Yeah, I don't so, know what Sim file share is. I can show you later. Also, okay. Mediafire would be a good option as well if you want to use that. But there's a lot of options that don't require approval. Yeah, you just kinda I mentioned that. I'll mention it to her. She's pretty yeah. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good trait to have. Yeah. She got me into The Sims 4. Or like I got her The Sims 3. We played it a little bit, but not to the level. Like When I first got Sims, it was Sims 2, right around the time I got pregnant with her. And I got, played it obsessively, and then I had no time to play after she was born. Right. And then I got her Sims 3 and played it a little bit. And then Sims 4 came along, and she was like, Mom, can we get this? And I was like, yeah, why not? And we set it up on two different computers. So she was Mm -hmm. able to do her thing and I was able to do my thing. And I got into the habit of playing The Sims like every day. Oh, Roxy, I think we're going to need to have an entire episode on raising your daughter (laughs) while playing The Sims. (laughs) I agree. That really interests me. She sounds already like a cool kid who knows coding and how to make custom content. So if she can be a guest on a future episode, Mm -hmm. I would be thrilled. And for our listeners, we are going to have an upcoming episode that is all mods all the time. I'm going to learn some stuff. Some of our other co-hosts are uh, not well-versed in mods either. So we're going to learn together. (laughs) I'll have to write some stuff down about mods and things because I forget, you know, I've been using them for so long, I forget not everybody does. And then I meet someone who plays vanilla games and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Shame. Shame. I want to explore everything that's already there before I mod my game. That makes sense too. I just got bored. I was like, I know I can do more because I saw all these cool mods and I was like, I want to have, you know, my sim be a professional singer or whatever. So yeah, that's a mod, you know. (laughs) I know for sure my daughter has done the mermaid mod. Ooh, Aww. there's a mermaid mod? Even I didn't know that. See? <laughs> you learn something new every day. I learned so much from her. She's crazy smart. Makes me miss Island Paradise in Sims 3. Man. Oh my god. Ooh, One of many. I run it, you know. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That's an episode in and of itself is why can't anybody run Sims 3? <laughs> I, You know, it's just heavy on the system is from what I understand. Although it's interesting because people seem to like The Sims 3 more than The Sims 4 in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think in terms of the depth of the gameplay, it's, I guess, better. But that's only because, like, I feel it's only because all of the packs have been released for Sims 3. So it's a more complete game. Whereas with Sims 4, we're still waiting to see every pack. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Anyway. Doesn't it have to do, though, with the fact that Sims 3 was open world and that was, Absolutely. you know... Pretty, also pretty much yeah. very harder on, on your machine, which I don't know a ton of background on, but I can assume it's, you know, a lot more. There was all that loading time and 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 for to just open the initial neighborhood. And now you've got four where you have loading screens in between going to each location, which is a lot like Sims 2. 
Um, and I know that disappointed a lot of people. I I was shocked that they had returned to that. But looking back, it definitely makes sense as far as, you know, consumer wants and needs versus right. computers blowing up. Which, <laughs> I mean, since has caused my computer to crash, burn, lose save files. We'll have a whole episode on just oh, devastating lost save files. Yep, That was a thing. I kept getting, I think it was in Sims 3, um, error code 12 would always prevent me from saving. I don't know if that happened to anyone else, but that was definitely a thing for me. And that, that got sounds really, really familiar, really discouraging after a while. But um, I, you know, I think from a technical standpoint, not having open worlds anymore makes sense. But then from a gameplay standpoint, it's also kind of frustrating. Yeah, because you want it. At some part of me wants it back, but I'm also very happy with The Sims 4 as it is. So I mean, I think the graphics quality is so beautiful in the sims really is. especially if you use mods like if you use alpha hair you know some people are going to know what i'm talking about and some people aren't but alpha hair is like the really pretty realistic looking custom hair and like stuff oh. like that um yeah i'm familiar with that the other type of custom content is maxis match which looks more like that cartoony you know look that they have it looks more like what's already in the game. Yeah, I personally like that, but, you know, that's fine. I'm glad there's I do too. for people who like um, a more realistic look. I also like Max's stuff just because it puts less of, I think, it puts less of a strain on my system. But at the same time, I, sometimes I want those realistic graphics, so I have a mix of both. But everyone's different mm-hmm. in terms of what they want in their game. I know some people who only play with Alpha CC, and I can only imagine, you know, what their computers are like. <laughs> they're probably just oh like, God. have mercy. That's so funny. Um, another thing a lot of people miss from The Sims 3 is the create a style feature. Yep. Oh my god. 100%. Oh yeah. Do you want to get me started? Because yes. if you get me started, I'm going to get riled up yes, about this. by all means. <laughs> you, could change, you could change everything. Um, I know a lot of people did like berry challenges. That was sort of you, yep. you know, focused on one color or one hue and made the whole outfit that. You could change the hair color. And now we are in a time in the real world where crazy color hair is so popular right now and i just i just want pink hair that is a very specific <laughs> pink i see i'm getting riled i said i would get riled um but i really missed that that was a lot of customization and i will say that four does a decent job with their color swatches i think they change it up enough but um the one thing i have been sort of starting to experiment with um mods is those sort of like recolors so they take the existing hairstyles or outfits and they just give you more color options which was great because I had to make my sim self recently for a little feature we're going to do on our podcast website and my hair is a very uh well it's it's a dye job that's faded considerably and I wanted to accurately represent that um because I'm not a redhead and I'm not a blonde so somewhere kind of in between there that looks not quite mousy brown. It's a whole thing. How do you guys feel about creative style? There's that one hair. I don't know how long your hair is, but there's one of the hairs that's like long and it's like layered and it's kind of wavy and has bangs. And they have some amazing colors on that hair. Like you get colors Ooh. that you don't expect to get from the palettes that are there. And my every time I see it on my daughter's game, I'm like, that hair is so cool. And she'd be like, it's in the game. 
<laughs> I don't know. Which I one feel one. like I know which one you're talking about, but I could be I could be very wrong. Anyway, but I do miss Creative Style for one thing. Um, in particular, was I used to all the time whenever my Sims would have dyed hair, I would do like they would have a natural color, right? And then the tips of their hair would be dyed. Yes, that's my I used hair to do now. that all the time. Yeah. And now I can't. Now I can't do that anymore unless I take the time to go into Photoshop and you know do a custom recolor, which I can do, but it's a heck of a lot more time consuming than just using Creative Style. So yeah, yeah, true. I do miss that. Um, I do like the way the neighborhoods work in The Sims Four, though, because in The Sims Three, if you wanted to move to a different neighborhood, you pretty much it was like moving across the country and forgetting everyone you used to know. Like they can't yeah, visit each other. Exactly. I do like that, you know, in Sims 4, it's all connected. Whereas like, if, you know, like you said, you'd forget everybody if you move to a new neighborhood. Like I once had uh, like three generations of people, I think it was an island paradise. And I didn't quite realize that when you moved, you really did forget everyone. Yeah. So that was a bit of a wake up call for me. I was like, oh, I guess I can't do that again. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Sims Four is definitely better in that respect. I think. I agree. Do you want to talk about some of the families that you know kind of live in the Sims Three and Four? Yeah. Um, I, I have a couple favorites. I I'm one of those people who goes in and you know makes your initial family, but I like playing the the premades just because I kind of like seeing where the developers you know, what they intended with the story and seeing if I can kind of either go along with that intent or to completely screw it up. Um, Yeah, I just realized they start with a bunch of skills and like career levels. I'm like, oh, right. Maybe that's why people play them. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely because, you know, I used to never play with townies. I used to just make my own families. But lately, you know, I turned aging off in my current save file. Like, it's completely mm. off unless I'm playing that household. So now I'm just going between families that I've made and townies and just everybody. And I'm just trying to kind of give everybody these happy little lives, except for a select few people that I've decided to get <laughs> tragic stories instead. You know, I'm but, sure they um, deserved it. Right. <laughs> so who are your favorite families, Melissa? Well, so I'm going over this list that our fantastic writing and research team has compiled for us. And there are a lot. Sims 3 alone has just a varied, just grouping of of different types of people. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Claire Ursine. Uh, She lives alone in Pleasantville. Um, And she she was actually like the first sim that I was able to play through a couple generations. I, I'm bad at legacy challenges. I have a very low attention span. Same. But I took Claire and her baby daddy, uh, one of the Frio brothers, Jared. Jared is the is the baby daddy of Claire's uh, soon-to-be child. And I mean, she was she she needed a makeover when I got to her and she got a makeover. I have a thing about redheads. I think they're lovely. I want to be one. <laughs> but I'm reading this this list that we have and I'm realizing now that Frio, which is Connor and Jared's last name, is a play on Caliente, like the Caliente oh, sisters yeah. from Don Lothario because for you Spanish or Portuguese speakers, uh, caliente, hot, frio, cold. And that today, today I learned that. That blew my mind. <laughs> Same deal with the um, the altos. I didn't know, I never played that team, that team. I never played that family. So I didn't realize that it's a mafia 
joke. It's a Sopranos joke. Oh, right. Like the alto of the Sopranos. Wait a I minute. I had no idea. I know. Really? I know. That just blew my mind. Wow. All right. I love that. The more you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's for three. Those are the ones that hold a place in my heart. Anyone for you guys? For me, um, I remember, I think the last time I really seriously played The Sims 3, I played the Andrews family. And I remember, I think I had Bo and Victoria end up getting divorced. And Bo went up, and, went off and like made a whole family of his own. And he was like so much happier. And it was just crazy because I went for like seven generations. And then I got a stupid error code and I couldn't oh. save my game anymore. So that was the end of that. But oh, yeah. it was fun while it lasted, you know. Um, I'm really fascinated with the goths and the pancakes because they seem to be like the two families that like Simbler and the other like fan communities really gravitate to from Sims 4. Yeah, same. Uh, I just think. Well, let me say, Roxy, we are going to absolutely have a full episode detailing the goths, their background, what eventually happens to them. Um, And I think the games in general do this great job of, you know, playing with chronology and, you know, We'll talk about this, I'm sure, in an upcoming episode, but three, is it three that's the very start of the timeline, and then it goes, like, I think two, so. one, two, four? It's yeah, something I, like that. I thought, though, I thought four didn't have a place in the chronology. I think four isn't it on its own timeline, or am I wrong? Because I could have sworn that's very true. That is. Yeah, I don't remember. That could be true. <laughs> that's what I heard. It's like a spinoff of the... I don't know. Not a spinoff, you know what I mean? But in yeah. terms of, like, the timeline, it's a spinoff. Yeah. Um, Alternate universe. Exactly. That's what I meant. Let's see. There's also um, Brant and Brent, which I hate their names because I'm always getting them confused. Oh, me too. But me too. I, I played them for a while. They My are babies. adorable. Yes, I love them. I, I got them immediately another French bulldog to go with <laughs> uh, Rosie. And I named it. Oh God, what did I name it? I lost. I lost that save file because I switched computers. And Frankie, aw. Frankie, and Rosie. Yeah, they're, and I aw. love them, and they're beautiful. The first um, LGBT couple. They're obviously a pair of homosexual men, and I think that's really cool that they're upping the diversity in that respect. Yeah, I think in four. I I mean, just scrolling down our very long list. <laughs> It jumps out of me that the last names are, are much more varied. I mean, you've got Villarreal, Vitor, mm-hmm. um, Jang, Jang, Feng, Jang, um, uh, Rasoya. Just, just names that are not typical white people last names, right. which I think in Sims 1, they just kind of made up a last name and didn't really consider that. But now that it, it's now very clear to me that they're taking that into consideration. They really are. And I think part of it, you know, has to do with there's been a rise in like content creation among Sims fans. And like there's some really well-known YouTubers and they all come from different backgrounds. Uh, and some of them are, you know, people of color and some are gay, stuff like that. You know, and I think the Sims team as a result has started to pay more attention to, you know, different, I guess, player bases you could say um which i like because it's about time yeah i think it's a great move um i wonder i always see darling walsh around town and the way they dressed her i wonder if she could be potentially a trans character or if she's just kind of like a um um, i'm sorry which one is she darling walsh darling she's the one who looks like she's dressed for basketball 
and she lives in the karaoke legends. Um, the only note I have here about her is oh. like Miko, Darling, and Akira. And Miko has a crush on Akira, apparently. But I wonder if it's more of a love triangle. She's part of City Living. Um, yeah. So all I see, I'm looking at the Sims wiki right now. All I see here is it says some fans speculate that Darling may be non-binary. Yeah. Personally, I think it's up to individual interpretation because, like, the game doesn't exactly, explicitly right. state. I it. love that. But they did add that um, feature into the build a sim, create a sim, where you can change the sort of... Um, what do you call it? Like the orientation and like the gender of your character. So like, not really orientation right. so much, but you can change who gets pregnant versus who uh, yeah. does pregnating, which is pretty cool. Cause like I'll have Sim. I was doing a let's play on my uh, YouTube channel a while back that I'm still doing. Um, I had a lesbian plug it, girl. Couple. Plug it. <laughs> I had a lesbian couple and I wanted them to have a kid through IVF and have that be part of a storyline. So I ended up using the create a sim features to make that happen, which is pretty cool because you couldn't have done that in past games. Yeah, that's really cool. And like it just opens up more creativity. There's a YouTuber named English Simmer and she's currently running a let's play called Belong There. And it's all focused on um, characters that are non-binary. Like so there's a trans woman and there's a gay girl and a gay boy and then there's oh, some yeah. like asexual characters and other things that she's trying to just be really representative and i think that's really cool especially for well i'm gonna have to go watch that exactly like for other kids amazing. like especially kids to see because you never know what influences kids are gonna have and to have like a positive one out there it's invaluable yeah, hundred percent. Especially because like so many Sims YouTubers are family friendly. Like I definitely don't fall into that category, but <laughs> a lot of people do. And the people that have these huge audiences have started to come up with these diverse characters, and it's it's just nice to see because it used to be, I think, you know, back when I was just starting to get into the Sims community, it kind of felt like it was all white people, and now it feels like there's a whole bunch more diversity, and it's just really nice. Because that wasn't Fantastic. really a thing in the past, I don't think. Yeah. I could be wrong. They've even talked about trying to implement um, some disabilities, like physical disabilities, and maybe... I saw that. And I'm I'm physically disabled, so I'm really excited for, like, if they do do that. I just hope, you know, they consult with people who actually are disabled, because yeah, last yeah. thing I want is for them to implement that and then have it be completely just not ring true to my experience. Of course, it's not going to be dead on... But, you know, it's got to be close. So what are some of the things that you would like to see in gameplay or implemented in gameplay um, as a disabled person? That's a good question. Um, my big thing I want to see is I want to see, in terms of visible disabilities, I want to see, like, mobility devices. So things like wheelchairs or walkers or canes or all three. Uh, and then also, like... I want Sims who have a disability to have like different energy levels. Like they should be able, you know, you can maybe choose this. They can get tired more quickly or more slowly depending. And then you can kind of tweak it the way you want it. That's just an idea, but yeah, you know, hopefully they would implement something like that. Yeah. I think, I think that's great. That's really I, and I, what I, my understanding is there are some mods that obviously, you know, there's a bajillion mods and, you know, you can play with those and include it. But I think it's very important for the, the game itself to sort of have that recognition of of this group of people and they should be recognized. And and to me, as someone who is not disabled, I think that would make gameplay so much more interesting and colorful and realistic. 
It really does. I mean, and I have had, you know, custom, there's custom traits for certain, like, not physical disabilities, but just different kinds of disabilities. Um, like I had one a while back and I took it out cause it stopped working. I had one a while back for, um, just to put Sims on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. which was really cool, especially for like younger Sims, you know, you could keep it on them for their whole life and see how they, you yeah. know, and everything. And it was really nice. And I just love seeing that kind of diversity, even if it's like unofficial, it's nice that people think about disabled people when they make their custom content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so often we get left out of conversations, especially in games. And, you know, in the Sims, this is like the one world where if you want to include some sort of disability, it's actually fairly easy to do it. Even if you just say, oh, this Sim has this, you can you can say it and still play it that way if you work at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's had I would I mean, not equating people who are disabled to mental illness, but I've struggled with mental illness. And I think like a depression mod would be so rad just to, when you said energy levels, that's what made me think of it. Mm -hmm. And to, to have, you know, different, different needs being fulfilled, you know, you've, you need more sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There, there is actually a handful of custom traits for mental illnesses, like for, for my storyline. And again, I'm going to be plugging my YouTube storyline here, but one of my my characters in that storyline is anorexic and she's a recovering anorexic, but I couldn't find a working anorexia trait. So I made one. So it's things like that, you know, I can, I can sit down and make a trait that I need, you know, it's really cool. Just, and I couldn't have, I don't think done that in the Sims three. You know, I wouldn't have known how to do that. But now that I'm older and there's more tools out there, I'm like, oh, I can make what I need. This is really cool. But uh, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm staring at a wall as if it's like the camera in the office because I have <laughs> no concept of these tools that you're talking about. So can you please do a we have to do a full episode on just making your own <laughs> making your own stuff. That 100%. I mean. So I'm, I'm still, blown away right now. I'm just I'm what I'm still saying. A little, I'm still a little fuzzy on how, you know, making traits works because so far I've only managed to do one extremely basic one. And I would like to add more, you know, disabilities and mental illnesses and things. But going back to your comment about wishing there was like a depression mod, there is actually a depression trait. I'm not sure if it still works, but I can find it when we're done recording. I'll find it for you. And yeah, I've heard of, it works. But uh, yeah, I've heard of one for yeah. generalized anxiety disorder, because for me, like, I give gloomy to a lot of my Sims because I'm depressed. So I'm like, well, you know, they can be depressed too, but you know, it's not exactly the same. And then there was that whole thing where they took the insane trait and renamed it erratic. And I struggled with that at first because I personally have never been told that I'm insane and like then totally written off that way. But I realized in talking to other Sims players, like there are people that hear the word insane and they have like, you know, bad reaction to that because they've been called insane and then dismissed because of it. So I'm kind of glad they did that because it's like responding to the community. And even if it's not everyone in the community, it's like trying to make things better for people who are hurt by something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think that's a sign too of how far the games have come that they're able to like recognize what language, you know, might be hurtful and then go and change it, you know, versus in the past, I think, I don't know what the past traits were for that kind of thing, but I think it used to just be insane all the time, yeah, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I remember it being insane. And truly, 
it being changed to erratic was not even on my radar. So that's super I, interesting. I didn't to even me. notice until somebody else pointed it out. And then I was like, oh, that's different. Okay. You know, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really affect me so much because I do have mental illnesses. I struggle with depression and anxiety, but not to the degree where people are calling me names because of it, you know, generally speaking. And so when I saw that, I initially I saw the insane trait. I was like, oh, you know, I, I guess that's, you know, it didn't really register. I was kind of just like, oh, it's a word. But then once they changed it, I was like, wow, that's really different. That's so nice that they changed it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the trade that they're in, accounting for everybody's experiences. Yeah. I think only in, really only in hindsight, sometimes you realize how hurtful things actually were. And then you're like, oh, that was a problem. Yeah. That needed to be addressed. Oops. You guys, we're having like chicken soup for the sim soul. <laughs> This is really great. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it either. I'm like, this is really nice. Yeah, I like oh, this is lovely. I, I was so nervous about starting this. I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to know what to say. But I have so much to talk about all of a sudden because I never get to talk about Sims in real life because my family thinks I'm crazy because all I do is you know play Sims all day if I'm not doing something else. And listen, they don't man, understand. you're among friends. Yeah, they don't understand what it is. <laughs> They're like, what is this? You're literally directing people on a computer. What? Where's the fun in this? And it's like. Uh-huh. It's an escape from the real world. That's what the fun is. Yeah. You don't have to think you don't have to think about real life or real problems for a while. You can go focus on people that you've made up. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I think for me, and I don't mean to be hogging the floor here, but I think for me, you know, when I have really bad days, one of the ways that I will cope is I will go and open the Sims and I will make sims that are playing out the same scenarios as i am whether it be a breakup or a particularly bad anxiety day or just anything really and that kind of helps me process my emotions in a way that nothing else really can so in a way i use it as therapy and i think a lot of people do that's beautiful (laughs) yeah no it really is um yeah all that said the only completed challenge I've ever done was in the Sims 3 and it was the asylum challenge oh my god yeah I wanted to do that and then I was like if I do that I'm gonna offend somebody so I better not <laughs> like I was I, I just figured maybe it's a little bit overly stigmatizing to like do publicly you know I kind of yeah. wanted to stream it and then I was like I'll find something else to stream that's not potentially like hurtful or you know it's definitely tricky little, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't care if I saw someone else doing it, but everybody's different. So, you know, I could get that one viewer that has a negative reaction to it. And I don't want to, you know, be that person for anybody. So yeah, I've seen people do it and have to kind of explain, we're not stigmatizing, we're, you know, playing on the historical context of what was done and spreading awareness. But, you know, your first reaction can sometimes be negative when you hear the concept. Yeah, 100%. And if if I were ever to do that, I would absolutely set it in a past setting so that it kind of makes more sense. If it was modern day, it would be a little more like, you're just doing this for the heck of it. I'm going to be a super nerd right now and confess that it wasn't just the Asylum Challenge. It was a bunch of X-Men characters, and I was pretending that they were trapped in like some sort of evil plot. And they were like, that's awesome. Charles Xavier had to complete his aspiration to save them. And release them from the trap. (laughs) Listen, when we get into what we're currently playing, the nerd is going to be strong with with me over here. Go for it. Yeah, same. Do we want to talk about, you know, kind of what we play right now? I think we've covered, you know, the games pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah. again, we're going to have all these future episodes where we take really deep, deep dives into specific topics. Um, you know, maybe another episode on, you know, visibility and, and mental illness and, and all of that in mods. Um, I'm looking forward to doing a deeper dive into some of the expansion packs in general. And, you know, we've got a lot of, of content to work with. So please stay tuned. But as for me right now, um, I'm playing Sims 4 pretty exclusively. I have three, but I lost my expansion packs tragically in a move. I had the discs and they just, they got lost in the shuffle and we're on origin and I just, I, I have the base game. And so it's just like, I don't really feel like going back and, and being sad, but I think four is great. And I right now, so I'm sure this will be touched upon in future episodes, but building is really hard for me. Like I am bad at it. Really bad. <laughs> I can't so, build either because I have cerebral palsy and no spatial awareness. So building it's like just, it's an exercise in how hard can I use my injured brain today? It's Ugh. like, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. So I just download houses off the gallery because I tried yeah. building. I've built one house and that was yeah. on stream and it took me like an hour. So It's not good. And and at fun. least not to be insensitive, but you have an excuse and I do not. Exactly. I'm just bad at building. I'm just I really do. bad at it. And I always say, well, I'm not just bad at building. I have a brain injury and I'm pretty sure that's why I'm bad at building. <laughs> you have an excuse. I'm just really bad. So... I, my, my last sort of endeavor into trying to build something worthwhile is, you know what, why don't I just make something that's supposed to look a little funky anyway? So I dug into my, my love of Harry Potter, um, and I built the burrow, which, you know, in the books is said to be several stories high and look like it's being held together by magic. So, I mean, I'm sure we can get together some some pictures of the the gameplay we're talking about for around from each of us. But uh, it's I used a lot of the there's some wall options that look a little bit more worn down. There's like those cracks that you can put in the wall, yeah. um, and that's been really fun. And so I'm I'm still I didn't really plan to play it, but I have all the older brothers, and for those of you not. Uh, familiar with the books, there's a total of seven children, which obviously can't be together in the same household at the same time. So we're going to cycle through some, some Weasley siblings and build another floor to accommodate them. So I'm excited to kind of like continue to play with it, make it look a little funky. It, it looks funky, but not in like an intentionally funky way. It just looks funky. (laughs) So, so it's cool. it's an exercise that I will continue to practice with. Um, but what I really love about it, and and I, you know, I'll take interior decorating over building any day. Um, yeah. I get a little carried away with the clutter stuff, but this was sort of my opportunity to do so because indoors it's a very, you know, homey place. There's knickknacks and like, you know, crafts the kids made and, you know, piles of mail and everything. And I did it where it was like a, like a, stone floor but with a lot of rugs to make it you know more homey and comfortable and everything is centered around this fireplace and I don't know it's there's a lot of ways you can get a message across in interior decorating if that makes sense so that's what I'm kind of playing at the time um yeah and the mom is Molly is pregnant with Ron right now hopefully if Ron comes out a boy so we (laughs) I can't know how to influence this gender right 
I do for Sims 3. Wasn't it like watermelons and apples? Yeah. What is it for 4? In 4, it's like carrots and strawberries, I think. And music. Oh, jeez. I got to get on that. And then alternative Ah. music for boys and pop music for girls, I believe. Okay. Well, she's got a strawberry bush already. Don't eat strawberries. (laughs) That's for girls? That's for girls? Okay. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. 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 Carrots. Carrots. Oh, wait. Is that a... Is that a fallacy? A phallic joke? Oh, maybe. Carrots for boys? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't oh, no. have carrots. I'm, like, playing a gardener right now, and she has no carrots. That's something I really want to get into, especially with this, the Weasley family. Like, the the new gardening stuff for four is so intense, and yeah. I have barely scratched the surface, so I'm really excited to, to have that of, via Speaking of vehicle. gardening, uh, I hope I'm allowed to mention this, but... Uh, if not, I guess you'll have to cut it out. But in basemental drugs, uh, if you have that mod and like you want your sim to be a weed dealer, you can actually grow your own pot. Nice. Which yep. is fun. That's a popular and one. It's a good it's a good it's a good moneymaker, let me tell you. And then, That's oh, one of the yeah. mods I've been looking at. Yeah. The other big moneymaker for gardening is dragon fruit. Hmm. In the base world, do you have huge amounts of money? Do you have outdoor retreat? Because yes. I just discovered playing this character, she has to go to Granite Falls twice, and she's been once, and she found morel mushrooms, M-O-R-E-L, Ooh. and they're actually, Ooh. I mean, if you know the, in, about them in the real world, they're like cult-prized delicious mushrooms, and so they're really valuable. Super bougie. Yeah. I'm into it. And there's like avocados in uh, the- Salvadorada. <sighs> What's- Thank you. Yes, I keep saying World Adventures, but that's the three <laughs> version. With that one, with that one, I keep wanting to call it El Salvador. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wrong place. But, Might have I mean, been close, intense, but yeah, not quite right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, gardening is fun, but if you really want to make money from gardening, you want to look into dragon fruit because I've had Sims pull in like thousands of dollars per harvest off of that. Yes, stuff, please. So. Wow. Awesome. Is that? Is that something you're working on right now as a gardening sim? Not, or this is when currently. you plug your your YouTube show. Not currently, no, but in past households, I've had gardeners that have made basically entire like yards full of dragon fruit. But um, no, currently, just to get into that, uh, I'm working on a household where there's two parents. It's a, it's a man and a woman, and then there are two kids, and one's a toddler and one's a child age sim. And the woman, she's um, this, basically, she's an entertainer, and she's super successful, and then her husband's a businessman, and one of the kids, um, the kid who is of school age is homeschooled, and that's another mod, and then the toddler goes to preschool, which is also another mod, and they have this cute mm-hmm. little family and two dogs, and that's that's my current household. But then the one on camera with uh, the lesbian couple and their daughter Spoiler alert, they had a kid, by the yeah. way. Uh, uh, they have their kid and a dog, and that's kind of on, been on hold lately because I haven't felt like sitting down recording, but I guess now that I've plugged it, I have an excuse to get back into it. Uh, but the one of the women is a teacher, and then the other one works in, like, software development. She's in, like, the technology career. Mm-hmm. But whatever the one is where you work with computers, I don't remember the exact name. But, like, uh, yeah, those are, those are my two main games and then on top of that I have the 100 baby challenge but that's just a mess that's not even like it doesn't even have characters at this point I'm just trying <laughs> to make this woman have babies as quickly as possible so that's 
Roxy, I think you can relate to that. Don't you have a hundred baby challenge going on that you can share? The other weekend. So I, I like, I almost seem to start like a new challenge every weekend. And then if I like it, I'll go back to it. But like the other weekend I started a, a Cassandra goth challenge where she's the black widow and she's going for a hundred babies. Yeah. Oh my God. So crazy. Her first victim was her father, not because of any ancestral reasons, but I just wanted to test out my sauna. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's that's the episode titled just testing out my sauna (laughs) my daughter actually hates killing her sim she wants nothing to do with it and she thinks i'm weird (laughs) yeah see and i had i had to turn i had to turn aging off not so much because i hate sim death but because like i said i want to cycle around to all of the townies and get to play them and i felt like you know back when i had aging on and past save files it was like I would play one household and then I would try to go back to another and all of them yep. would be dead. Mm-hmm. So be dead. that was, that was you. And of course you can never find their urns if you're not there when they die. So I couldn't mm-hmm. give them, you know, a proper burial in my little graveyard or whatever. My yeah. game started leaving them like in front of one of the doors, the exterior doors. Hmm. Oh, how kind and thoughtful to go look <laughs> to go urn hunting. I did see that there was a mod. I can't, I can't remember. Maybe it was talking with uh, our, our group of podcasters um, that there's a mod either coming out or being worked on or available that lets you, it, it sort of repopulates your town in the background. So if people, if you have aging on and people do pass away and move on, then it's not just like a ghost town or a literal ghost town or just no one living right. in the houses anymore. You have new sort of auto-generated families that move in, which I got to get my hands on because i mean i want to but i of course never play past like one generation of sims because i'm bad at it i could be wrong but i think that feature is actually part of mc command center like in the population settings i'm pretty sure it like auto repopulates the world yeah that sounds about right yeah i I could be way off because i don't do that anymore but I remember seeing that. I yeah, think I think you're Sims. right. If you want to go that route, MC Command Center, which is like one of the most popular mods for The Sims, has like a bunch of settings and you can have The Sims and the NPCs have their own lives and have children and die and whatever. And I think, you know, if you don't care about like a legacy style thing in the game itself, you can just go in the options and click fill empty houses. And I'm pretty sure that would keep them from being empty. But I haven't tried it. And also well, like... Helpful. And also, if you're like me and, you know, you miss the custom lifespans from Sims 3, um, MC Command Center also gives you an option to just customize every, like, the number of days in every life state, cool. which I think is really handy. Yeah, I did like that in The Sims 3. Um, I think you still have, don't they still have, like, long, normal, short, whatever? I used to play with that all the time. So, um, I think they have it in 4. This week was actually interesting because they did their first uh, Maxis monthly live stream, and we're getting a couple of new mm-hmm. features in the next update. You guys remember what they are? Yeah, one is terrain tools, and then the other was I think there's a fashion career. I think it's called style influencer. Uh, style influencer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought style, fashion, something, <laughs> but yeah, that. Um, I'm really excited for that, but I'm also not looking forward to it breaking all my mods, so I'm going to be one of those people who waits to update until everything is fixed. Oh, yeah. That's so is that, that... How do you do that? That alert that they put out, that, like, uh, message that they put out that's mm-hmm. like, your mods are going to break, Is that does that have to do with the new content that they're adding? 
It does, oh. yeah. Because I, I guess they're changing, I guess, the whole structure of the game is how I understand it. I could be way wrong, but that's how I read yeah, it. Yeah, like the background. Uh, but there's an, for anybody concerned, there is an option in Origin to turn off automatic updating. And I turned that off a long time ago. I think it's in, like, file settings, and then it's, like, enable or disable automatic update. Something like that. I don't know. I could be way wrong. No, that but, sounds yeah. like really good info that sounds familiar. to share. <laughs> I've said I could be way wrong like 600 times. I'm very unsure of myself today, but <laughs> I'm like, do I know anything about The Sims at all? Or Listen. am I just making all this up? No, you know a lot. Um, we are all going uh, off of our own experiences. Comforting. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something about the changing from an old version to Python to a new version. And they say it's going to happen in mid-November, but I'm always worried with developers and anybody who's like on that side of things, it always seems to take longer than they expect to do anything like that. So we'll see. I'm ben, I, better later than sooner, yeah. you know. And I'm glad that they right. said something about it. Yeah, I thought that was and, good you know, warn people. on their part to warn yeah. the mod makers that they could start working on it if they know the version of Python that's coming up. So that's awesome. Right. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. everything will be fixed very quickly. Yeah. I guess we've talked a lot about mods and CC, and if you are a creator of mods or CC, we want to hear from you because we're kind of interested in connecting with people who are like lesser known creators and want to get a little exposure and talk about the process and everything. So you can email us at under the podcast at gmail.com or just reach out on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook. We've got a group. and a, No, we don't have a group. We have a page. Sorry, my other podcast has a group. Um, <laughs> and let's see, what else do we have? We have Snapchat. We're all getting that stuff up and running. But, you know, keep an eye out. We do not, we do not have a Google Plus. We're very sorry <laughs> for this uh, massive, massive blind side. Wah, yeah. Wah, wah. yeah. Do we have... Maybe maybe somebody already mentioned this, but I have the attention span of a squirrel. Um, <laughs> do we have a Twitter? Do we have a Twitter page? Yeah. Because I feel like I need to go follow that. Yeah, we have Twitter. Yeah. You do. Yeah. We all do. We have our initial post up on Twitter, Tumblr, and okay. Instagram. I will go look for that. I was just curious because I was like, I know somebody mentioned something about a Twitter account, but I don't. I didn't know what had been set up and what hadn't. You know. So. I know. We, if we have our website set up, hopefully it'll be in the show notes, so that'll be a good place to yeah. find all our names because they're slightly different depending on the platform. Because yeah. Twitter, especially, is like not so happy with you having a long name. <laughs> no, they don't like. They have a character limit for everything. Um, Melissa, do you have the list about what we're talking about in our upcoming episodes? Yes, I do. So next couple of episodes, we're kind of going to start this rotating topic uh, pattern where we talk one episode about building, one episode about gameplay, lore, challenges. We're going to kind of rotate the gamut through um, a lot of the stuff we covered today and just really hone in on uh, certain aspects of every game. So next episode, we're going to talk about my first build, which for me, I'm sure will be very embarrassing because... All of my builds are bad, yep. um, but we will Same hear here. from some people who are a little bit better at building uh, and, you know, kind of that's their thing in The Sims. Um, so tell us about your first build. Do you, you know, have any fond memories of it? Do you remember it being, you know, super difficult? I think I just, and this is a little sneak preview, but I tried to make a castle in Sims 1 and it was just a big square room. So 
We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll definitely touch on that. Um, so email us at undertheplumbbobpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us all about it. Attach pictures if you have them. We'll put them up on our social media, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Um, and then beyond next episode, we're going to talk about you know some famous characters. You may know them as the Goths. Uh, they have kind of a cool, twisted legacy that we'll go into across the four games. Um, and we'll tell some stories about uh, common ways to murder your Sims, which certain people have more affinity for than others, which is fine. We're very <laughs> accepting here, and we're all friends. So send us anything you want under the Plum Bob podcast at gmail.com. Sims related. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah no gross pictures. Unless you want us to make them in The Sims. <laughs> that could be fun. Mm. Ooh, random challenge. The gears are turning. Uh, we want to thank, have like a huge amount of thanks for our uh, writing and research team. They got all our notes together and really helped bring this episode together. And all the enthusiastic supporters we've had in just, you know, trying to get this all planned and kind of like, bring together a whole bunch of people that actually wanted to do this silly idea that I had one day. <laughs> um, and we all came together because of a group called the Simmerinos. And it's on a Facebook group for the Sims and fans of my favorite murder. And I just wanted to give a specific shout out to them because uh, we wouldn't exist without that forum. Uh, so thank you, Jackie Elizabeth and also Jacqueline Leviton because they founded that group and have been very um, welcoming to all types of people in the community. So until next time, we're heading back to the real world. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Badish. Dag, dag.